I'm not, I'm not bewildered. I know exactly that the generation before me paved the way, but yeah. when the hell are you gonna let me walk on that path? Guys like Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa, myself, all of Retribution not on the show, why? Because we need to hear what you're gonna do, brother, again for the seventh millionth time. But did you hear the cheers when you yeah. were? Yeah, they, they pumped them in real cheerful. good. The cheers, they pumped them in they real good for them, huh? Yeah, they were cheering, I'm sure. One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the podcast, Four Corners of Entertainment. I'm your host as always, Money Miles J, because when money talks, people listen. And I thank you guys for joining me for a Royal Rumble predictions episode. Um, tonight, I'm going to be going over the Royal Rumble information, running down, running down a card, giving my predictions, as well as giving you guys information on the storyline going into it. So if you haven't watched Raw or SmackDown within the past month, I'll give you pretty much the tidbits and information. So I'm going to pretty much start off mainly with Monday Night Raw. Not much has been going on for Monday Night Raw. No surprise there. I'll be completely honest and blunt with you. Raw has been, for the most part, unwatchable. They had a Legends Night, which was which is always great to see see some of the older wrestlers come out and everything like that. But after a while, it gets kind of stale because they bring it out. They bring out the Legends whenever the ratings go down. And the ratings have been down for quite some time. So, obvious cure for that is to bring out, bring out one of the older stars. Like, oh, we recognize this guy from the Attitude Era. Or, oh, we recognize this guy from way before. So, it's just a ploy. Um, that night, we had Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship in the main event. Um, after the match, Drew McIntyre was about to go on to the mic when all of a sudden Goldberg comes out, interrupts him before he could even speak, running down Drew McIntyre, telling him how he's, how he's impressed with his work so far, but yet he's shown no respect to the current legends that we have on the stage and so forth when clearly that wasn't the case he even said that Drew McIntyre claimed that they were nothing but washed up has-beens which wasn't really true if you guys have been paying attention for the past month that was actually Randy Orton who did that (laughs) he was beating up legends all month long with his feud against his feud against Drew McIntyre but anyway, he mentioned that he had no respect. He even challenged them to a title match for the for the championship at the Royal Rumble. Obviously, Drew's not a punk. He is going to accept, which he did. He did eventually accept. There wasn't much build up to this because there was a few there's only a few promos here and there. Apparently, sadly, Drew McIntyre had tested positive for COVID-19. So he had to be quarantined for about two weeks. 
Uh, while he was doing so, he did cut a few promos at home using his using his phone, I guess. Um, the promos were okay. I did like the fact that he did address it instead of just trying to pretend like it doesn't exist. WWE, for some reason, likes to pretend that pretend that it doesn't exist and try to sweep everything underneath the rug. But they outright addressed it, which I'm happy for. Um, the Speaking of Legends Night, Mustafa Ali, leader of Retribution, actually got on the microphone on Raw Talk. And he said something that really, that's been said by fans for so many years. The fact that they trot out the legends. Like I said just now, they trot out the legends. They take up three hours of the show. All three hours of the show. Dedicated to these guys. Which is fine, of course. We all love them as a fan. I love the legends. I really do. But at the same time, I want to get to. Know, I want to see these new guys. I've been excited for Shinsuke Nakamura since since he first signed with WWE and went to NXT. I was excited for guys like Drew Gulak, and and I was just ready to see these guys actually come up to the main roster, show what they can do. But they took the entire time and dedicated it to the legends. As you heard at the top of this podcast, Mustafa Ali voicing his anger towards the situation. And he's not wrong about it. Like, they never give these guys a chance. The current guys, they never get a chance. They didn't, If you watch back in the Attitude Era, back when wrestling was at its apex, when WWE had, when WWF at the time, had Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. They had The Big Show. They had Kane, Undertaker, Triple H, Mankind. All these guys out there. If they had, if they had Bruno San Martino coming out and talking about how Stone Cold is disrespecting the business, he doesn't know anything about respect. If he had him coming out, then Austin would have hit him with a stunner and would have been done with it. He would never. Bruno San Martino would never came back. But at the same time, they let them all stand on their own. I still go back to this promo, this commercial that they had way back when they were there were these old wrestlers, um, Ernie Ladd, Classy Freddie Blassie, and so forth. They were all in this sitting around, walking around this empty arena, and they're reminiscing on the old days. They were talking about how they never did a moonsault a 450 splash, or jump off the top of a ladder. They're talking about how they never did any all these crazy stuff that the current guys are doing. And then, and then they say, say back then, they all cheered for me. But today, I cheered for them. And right then and there, they took the old guys and they used them correctly. They used them to say that, hey, my time has passed, and it's these guys' turn. Now I'm here, sitting here, watching these guys and cheering them on. I'm a f- I, w- I was watching the fans. I was entertaining the fans. Now I've come full circle. I am a fan. They don't do that nowadays. They reminisce too much on the old stuff. And they don't really care 
about the current guys. That's why they give so much, other than their chosen few that they have. You know, of course, you know, your top guys like Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. If you're not one of the chosen few, then they really don't care. It's it's heartbreaking, honestly. And I think I said this a thousand and one times, and I'll say it a thousand and one more times. And it's just you guys gotta you guys gotta wake up. WWE has gotta wake up and realize that they got a lot of money wrestlers on their roster. And they gotta do something with it. Like they have a whole bunch of guys on the roster now, and they do nothing with them. They only have them on the roster or only gave them a paycheck was because they want to keep them from what is now their competition AEW. And their competition AEW at least gives people a chance to to take the spotlight. Take a look at like if you look at right now, Brandy Rhodes, Cody's wife, was actually they were actually building up to a match with Cody and Brandy Rhodes going up against Shaq and Jade. But because Brandy's pregnant, obviously, she wouldn't be able to compete. So they took a female wrestler who's been wrestling quite a bit on their dark shows, um, Red Velvet, and they're putting her in. They're giving her a shot. Yeah, it's a huge jump from being from dark show to a pay-per-view, but still, they're giving her a shot and see if she sinks or floats. Right now, I've been impressed with her from what I've seen, but... We'll just see what happens when Revolution comes along. But I'm I'm end up going on a tangent here, you guys. I'm here for the Royal Rumble information. So without that, we also since I mentioned Randy Orton, Mr. Orton actually got into actually got into a little feud with well, it's a little conflict, I should say, with Triple H who showed up. Triple H showed up, they had a great little fight, which I actually enjoyed, and then at one point, the lights kind of went out a la Fiend, and Triple H's sledgehammer was on fire, and I know it's ridiculous and everything, and we all know, like, they're, they're using all this stuff all the time, but, like, it was just such a great visual to have that. It looked awesome. Lights cut out, or Triple H is gone, fire sledgehammer is gone, and then all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is there. She has her play your pain gloves on. And she shows the pain. And she shoots a fireball right in Randy Orton's face. And he sells it like a maniac. Like he goes insanely crazy. And he comes he comes back the next week and he's got a mask on, saying that he suffered from first degree burns. Well, pretty much pretty much like sunburn. But he cut a amazing emotional promo my goodness you guys got to check this out the promo that randy orton is really good on the microphone that had to be one of my favorite promos that he's cut in a while shoot i, I even go so far as to say that it's probably one of the best promos he's cut since shoot honestly honestly he's had quite a few but the one that stood out the most to me was his was his wrestlemania 21 i'm sorry wrestlemania 20 promo that he cut right before he went up against the Rock and Mankind. That's kind of what it reminded me of. But I digress. He's wearing a mask, and he is ready, and he's ready to go after the Fiend again. It once he returns. 
I personally like to think that The Fiend might make a special appearance in the Royal Rumble. And Randy Orton, and he eliminates Randy Orton. And we lead up to one more match between the two at WrestleMania. Speaking of Miss Bliss, we actually had at one point a match between Alexa Bliss and Asuka. And midway through the match, like she was, like the match was going okay. Like she was getting beat up by Asuka, but then eventually she started no selling. And she went through this little transformation. Like her clothes changed. Instead of wearing a white shirt, she wore a black shirt. She had black lipstick on, and it was a little bit smeared. And she was just, she was like a, it was almost like she was a character of the Fiend or part of the Fiend. Where she just seemed unstoppable, a little hokey, but we all we all know what's happening here. She ends up defeating Asuka clean in the middle of the ring, which rarely happens. Well, yeah, it rarely happens that she loses clean, but still, they've done so much with Asuka. They've done so much with Asuka that it's so messed up. She was so dominating when she was in NXT, like she was an unstoppable force, like. It took an injury in order to stop her. And her movement up to the main roster, too. But it was just... It was just interesting. I like how they're going with this. It's a little hokey, but I like it. This really highlights Alexa Bliss to be one to look for. Now, over on the SmackDown side... Now, over on the SmackDown side, we've had quite a few things going on over there. With Roman Reigns feuding with WWE official Adam Pearce. We may as well just call him Commissioner. He's been making matches and officiating things around being such a presence that you may as well just call him Commissioner or General Manager, whatever. But it got to a point where Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman pulled some strings. To have Adam Pierce in a gauntlet to determine the number one contender for Roman Reigns' WWE Universal Championship, almost called WWE Championship. The belts look the same, so so what do you expect? I'm gonna end up calling them the same thing. So they ended up having Adam Pierce last. They end up beating up Shinsuke Nakamura, who was. Doing such a great job. He was phenomenal in this. Don't mean to take anything from AJ Styles. But. Jay and Roman beat up Nakamura. And Forrest. Adam Pierce on top. To get the win. So it was set up for Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns. For the Universal Championship. Adam Pierce, who hasn't wrestled in a while. It would have been interesting to see him. Get into a match again. But we all knew that wasn't going to happen. There was going to be a twist going on. So, here we are with the twist. He actually put in a little caveat into the contract that if he was unable to compete, that he would have a surrogate, somebody who will wrestle for him. Lo and behold, it's the guy that's been screwed over by Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. It is Kevin Owens. We have Kevin Owens, so we have Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble in a last man standing match. 
Now, Kevin Owens, when I hear him on the microphone, one thing that I like about him on the mic is the same reason why I like Bret Hart in the ring. is because when Bret Hart's in the ring and you see him wrestling, you don't see a guy that's that's doing choreography or anything like that or trying to remember moves. You see a guy that looks like he's actually actually fighting for his life. He actually makes it look really, really good. As compared to as compared to somebody else who looks like they're trying to remember their moves or do a whole bunch of flippy stuff, which is unnecessary. Kevin Owens, on the other hand, when he's on the microphone, much like with 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 Samoa Joe, when they get on the microphone and they're angry, you can feel it. It feels real. There's an intensity there. Like there's a passion, there's a fire right there. And you don't get that a lot when you hear other wrestlers talk. Which is one of the reasons why I love Kevin Owens on the microphone. Throughout his entire time, throughout the entire month, he's just been so passionate whenever he gets on the f- microphone. And it always makes it interesting. He's got a lot of emotion that he puts into it. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Speaking of interesting match- matchups, we also had Bianca Belair and Bailey. Now, I know somebody had mentioned this on, on their show before that Bianca Belair needs somebody that's kind of top tier to kind of help elevate her and get her to the same spot as like Sasha Banks. Because we all know that we want Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. There's no guarantee that's going to happen, but if it's going to happen, we got to do something like this. So we had Bianca Belair going against Bailey. And we had her do this whole thing where she actually did an obstacle course. And Bianca Belair, she looked um, she looked amazing as always. She had to do a fireman's carry with Otis, of all people. And, like, the dude is, like, I think he's, like, 270 pounds or something like that. Dude, I'm heavy, but the dude's way, way more than me. And she looked... And she looked like she didn't struggle at all. She did a great job with it. And it was just it was just really, really good. I really like to think that there will be a Sasha I really like to think that there will be a Bailey and Bianca Belair matchup coming up on the next pay-per-view after the Royal Rumble. But there's no guarantee in that. I'll go into more detail when I go into my predictions on how I plan for it to happen. Next up, we actually had we actually had Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, they're, yeah, SmackDown's actually doing something with their Women's Champion. Go up against Reginald, who is Carmella Smollier. So Carmella has actually been feuding with Sasha Banks for for a minute. They had a matchup at TLC with Sasha Banks defending the title. And Sasha and Carmella wanted another shot at the title, obviously. I think that Carmella's always to me I always like Carmella. She's she's always entertaining, a little silly, and a lot of fun. But with this new this new persona that she has, it's not too bad. It's not as fun, but it's not bad. Uh, she has this guy named Reginald that 
that comes around with her. That's her smollier. And for those who know, smollier is somebody who specializes in in um wine. Like they they actually can they actually know how to pick out and test and test out wine and things like that. So so she told Carmela that she can get a title shot if she has a match against Reginald. So they have their match, which is pretty interesting that they would have a man going up against a woman. But they worked their way around it by him hardly um attack hardly attacking her. And he does a lot of flips, a lot of dives and everything like that. Um the funny thing is Reginald used to be a ring jumper for Cirque du Soleil. So he really knows how to hop around. He knows how to he knows how to jump. He's got a, he's very agile. So but in this match he looked very impressive. Sasha Banks obviously won with the bank statement, so made it official. Sasha Banks versus Carmella at the Royal Rumble. So that's pretty much the rundown for the storylines that are going into the Royal Rumble. If you've missed WWE throughout the entire month, hopefully that helps keep you up to speed. If you don't know who any of these superstars are, then we're gonna have we're gonna have to do a lot deeper dive so that way you guys can catch up on who soon. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is the Royal Rumble match. We're going to dive right in to some of the matchups that are going on for the Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rumble! So, with the Royal Rumble coming up next, we're going to talk about the men's Royal Rumble first. We have quite a few people that have been announced. And because I'm actually posting this up a little bit late, I actually did get an update that Randy Orton has been announced that he's entering in as as entry number one. And Edge, making his return, is going to be entry number two. Outside of them, we also have Daniel Bryan from SmackDown, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, The Miz, Jeff Hardy, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa Ali, and Braun Strowman from Raw as well. And we also have from SmackDown, Otis, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. All announced for SmackDown. Now, there's not too much going into the Men's Royal Rumble. But it's going to be kind of interesting. It's going to be kind of interesting on how this plays out. Because there's quite a few people in here that I will put as the winner. Or I will have as the winner. To help build up to WrestleMania. But it's just so difficult to choose. Because a lot of the people in here. Well, the people that I would choose. A lot of them are on SmackDown. And I don't want to see just a whole bunch of SmackDown people be in the Final Four. I want to be a little mixed. So before so before I go any further, I'm gonna go and go ahead and name the announce women for the women's Royal Rumble. Heads up, we had just received an announcement that 
that Mia Yim had recently tested positive for COVID-19 after having multiple negative tests. She finally had taken one and received a positive, and she announced that she will not be in the Royal Rumble, which, thank God, she's not. With that going on, I'm pretty sure that Keith Lee won't be in the Royal Rumble for the men's. Um, as you know, they're both their boyfriend and girlfriend. They're living together, so it's so it's possible that he might be removed from the card altogether. It's best. I feel like it's best that he gets tested as well, and I really do hope that Mia Yim has a full recovery. So for the women's side, we have for Raw. Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, and Nikki Cross. And for the SmackDown side, we have announced Bailey, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Ruby Ryan, Tamina, and Natalya. Now, Natalya actually did have a match against Tamina on SmackDown this 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 past Friday. Sorry about that. Stumbling over my words. And because of her victory, she is now the number 30 entrant for the Royal Rumble, which gives her a great advantage, obviously. Um, this could It could be, hey, who knows? She might actually win this one. It's been a while since she's won, won a championship, so it'd be nice to see her actually win. Now, let's go into the, let's go into the rundown of the matches, the match cards so far. Match card that's been announced, at least. So this is your rundown of the Rumble. First up, we have, apparently on the pre-show, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler going up against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Now, honestly, I really don't think that that anything is gained with Asuka and Charlotte having the tag team titles. They've barely done anything with them at all. So... And it would be pointless to have Nia Jax and, and Shayna Baszler win the tag team titles back, but it's been this whole run has been pointless. So I'm pretty I'm pretty much predicting that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are actually going to win the titles back. Um, I feel like that they were a pretty good tag team together, very dominant, and they really did have a few good defenses. They're great heels. And at least in their hands, it busies up Asuka a little bit more. For the Sasha Banks and Carmella match, I'm obviously going to go with Sasha Banks winning and defending her SmackDown Women's Championship. We are going to have her go up against. We're going to have her go up against Bianca Belair at some point. So I feel like if Sasha Banks ends up defending her title, keeping it until WrestleMania. And somehow Sasha and somehow Bianca Belair gets a shot at Sasha at WrestleMania. Then we got a great then we got something then we got our match right then and there. Now does this mean that I believe that Bianca Belair is going to win the women's Royal Rumble? Not really. She can she could she could easily be eliminated. I still it's possible that she could be eliminated in the Women's Royal Rumble. And then at either Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, because we still got two pay-per-view, those two pay-per-views before we hit WrestleMania. 
that she ends up earning a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship. And the winner of the Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble goes up against the Raw Women's Champion. Which leads me to my prediction for the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm predicting that Alexa Bliss actually wins the Women's Royal Rumble. If it's not Alexa Bliss, then Bianca Belair. But I'm strongly leaning towards Alexa Bliss winning the Rumble and going on to face Asuka for the for the Raw Women's Championship. It just seems like the logical way, everything, the way everything is kind of building up to her actually taking down Asuka. She already beat her once. This time she gets to beat her for the championship. Next up, we have Roman Reigns defending his title against Kevin Owens for in a last man standing match for the Universal Championship. I feel like it's going to be a tough match. It's going to be pretty balls to the wall. So I'm actually going to give it to Roman Reigns. I feel like he's going to keep on holding on to that title to WrestleMania. I just got that strong feeling. Um, it's going to be a pretty good match. So definitely going to be on the lookout for that. Moving on to the Raw side, we have the WWE Championship match between Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. I clearly don't think that Goldberg is winning the championship this time around. It's going to be Drew McIntyre giving Goldberg his loss. Goldberg's going to come back for another match at some point. If if not if not at WrestleMania, which I'm pretty sure they're going to they're going to have him wrestle at WrestleMania, then probably sometime later on down the line. I know that they only have I'm pretty sure on their contract they have Goldberg only doing two matches out of the year. So I doubt that he's going to do like he did last year, win the title and then lose the title, then drop the title and be a transitional champion yet again. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have WWE Championship on his resume, but he really doesn't need it. He's already a Hall of Famer. And then finally, for the men's Royal Rumble, this one is a little hard to decide. I kind of want to say that it's going to be that it's going to be one of our surprise entrants. But I'm also saying that it could it could be Daniel Bryan. I'm hoping I'm really hoping for Big E. I can't I can't really predict Big E winning winning the Royal Rumble, but I would love for it to be Big E winning the Royal Rumble and going on to face to face Roman Reigns for the title. You got to excuse me. I would love to see that. I really do. But it's but it's so many different people that could win this. It'd be it'd be interesting to see Jey Uso actually win it and see how he acts when he goes up against him for the title, but we know that's not gonna happen. Um so I'm either saying that it's gonna be it's gonna be Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, or one of the surprise entrants winning the men's Royal Rumble. And that's pretty much it. Um, wanted to have a quick episode this time around. I know it felt kind of long, but this is a lot shorter than most of my episodes, as you can tell. So, um, if you guys get a chance, feel free to send, send me some comments, suggestions, questions. If you have any questions about my opinions on the current roster, past roster, or any information that you've always been curious about behind the scenes, WWE, feel free to email me at 
Sadiq2589. That's S-A-A-D-I-Q 2589 at gmail.com. That's S-A-A-D-I-Q 2589 at gmail. Please include your name and where you are from. I'll gladly answer your questions, give you a shout out on online. But in the time being, I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. Ramble on. Um, you guys enjoy the Royal Rumble. Be well. Stay safe. Take care. And I will see you guys after the Rumble. Till then, take care.